Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the What Will Fergie Do podcast. I am Olu Jimmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Francis. Football expert extraordinaire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have a little bit of pep, pep in your step tonight. <laughs> that's that. That's that. In case, in case you didn't know, <laughs> it's me. I'm back again. I'm back again, man. Back like I never left. You already know. know Rolling loud. (laughs) Rolling loud. I don't even know. That's that's just so random. I don't even know what you're going to do. Yo, guys, you have to give you a whole bag of rubbish. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Those that know, they know. They know. Including the one talking about rubbish, they know. (laughs) And then pick its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh wow. my goodness! Oh, wow, we've missed we've, we've missed you guys and girls. It's been ten days at least. Last time we did this was last. The last was it Monday? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was Monday. Monday yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, so close to ten days, I guess. Yeah, we took a break with the international break. Yeah, we did, and it would appear some of our players uh, took a break too, um, i.e. Fred. Who else, who else wasn't allowed to go besides Fred? No, no but did Fred take a break though? Yeah, I think it was still it was still training. It's probably still training. Yeah, yeah I mean, Fred probably played, was more active than the guys that were in Brazil. Because those you know what? That, that's, that's a good point because those guys didn't get to. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, do, they didn't do much. You know? But because um, there's a bunch of people, Rafinha, Thiago. Uh, oh, even now, uh, what's his name? Is he Emerson or what's his name? Uh, what's Edison. Uh, City's Edison? Yeah, 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 Allison, too. Oh, both of them, yeah, both of them are yeah. like Brazilian. Well, they're number one and number two, yeah, but Edison and Allison, too. So, what about uh, Richarlison? Like, Richarlison no, they Brazilian, didn't. Right? They didn't do it to Richarlison, apparently, you know. I think because Richarlison also played Copa America and Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's one name that they didn't put forward with the rest of them. <laughs> they let, they let Richarlison slide. Um, Lionel, do you just want to, like, uh, keep our... Uh, I was going to say viewers, like, we're on YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. Our listeners. Just a quick update as to, like, what that rule was and what the Premier League did before the international break. And what the Brazilian FAS um, said uh, FIFA should do going forward. Yeah, so it, it really comes down to the fact that Premier League teams had agreed to not release players to certain countries, countries that were deemed to be higher risk as far as COVID is concerned. So In some of the players that were. Red states. Yeah, red states. I don't really like the term, that's why I was trying to avoid it. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It um, was in their statesman, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure. And I, so I think that's where it starts is, you know, the, the these players that we're talking about that were suspended were suspended because their clubs did not allow them to leave on the international break. It's important to actually note that it's not just Brazilian players that this applied to, right? It applied to other ones, but not all countries have been. In fact, I don't know if there are any other countries that have been as aggressive as Brazil, as far as saying that now that you didn't come after we called you, they've gone to FIFA. And there's a rule there that allows 
Brazil to request that FIFA suspend those players because they were not, they did not come. You know, if it was injury, that's a little bit different. Even injury, they can still tell you to come if they really want to see that injury. But in the case where they know that it's not injury, it's just the club's not allowing them to release the players, they can go to FIFA and then FIFA makes those players ineligible. We're still waiting to hear what the, what the Premier League is going to say about all of this because maybe the Premier League works it out with FIFA, but if they do, then it's probably going to be a sustainable solution. So other international breaks that are coming up, because there's another one in November, you know, just having a, a, a plan for how to deal with those, if it's creating a special exception or whatever it is, right? So we'll see how it plays out. But right now, I don't think these clubs are even going to take the chance of playing this player, even if they feel like it's not like they have, you know, some type of legal course on their side because if they come back after the fact and say that okay those players were actually supposed to be suspended you forfeit that game so you you lose whatever points or whatever goals and those kind of things are big especially when you think that most of these players play at top six clubs that are going to be in you know challenging for the premier league those three points you know they mean a lot so some of these guys i feel like We'll probably get something before the weekend as far as an announcement on how they want to handle it. Um, if not, then, you know, this is just something that is going to keep happening, I think, through the course of the season. We're just going to have to keep watching how it plays out. Yeah, from a, from a Premier League standpoint, I guess from the business side of things, I can understand why they didn't want to send the players to, I guess, quote-unquote, rest day, like because it, they're trying to protect their own business too. But also from a FIFA and Brazilian or this country's FA point of view, it can also be a slippery slope to the point where, you know, if they don't curb it now, if there's no punishment or sanctions now, it can be a case where it might not even be COVID in the future, right? It might be something else. It might be, let's say, there's a big game right after the international break and maybe you're number one in the league and you don't want your important player to go. So I, I guess from both sides, I can I can see why they did what they did, even though I didn't agree with the whole idea of like rest dates. This is why you should have a big squad so you can, um, I guess, make up for this kind of, you know, issues. Um, yeah, Francis, but what... I, I can also see... Oh, sorry, Francis, that's true. No, I was going to say like... We don't know what the punishment is yet, but like, what do you think is like a reasonable punishment, or do you think there should be a punishment at all in terms of like these Premier League clubs? Punishment to I don't I don't think they should be oh, well. I guess they shouldn't be punishing the players. They should be finding the clubs, and if the clubs are restricting the players from going, then the clubs should be ready to face the punishment, even if it's a sanction or a payment or whatnot. Um. I'm sure if they are, you know, controlling the players at that point, they should be, you know, they won't have any issue paying the money or paying a fine that comes along with that. Unless it's a hefty fine, then um, I think it's, um, it's, it is what it is. But again, like some of these games, though, that they put in between, you know, the, the Premier League period, it's just like a very weird position for these players to be in. And I can understand because essentially these clubs are the ones paying the players salary the country is not doing any of that stuff some of these guys play for the country for free right so yeah i think the club should also have a, a say on you know when do these players um come to the international team and and how long and whatnot because we've seen cases where guys go for the international break 
and they get injured and they're gone for like the entire season. Or, you know, they come back and they can't play for five days. And they, but I'm not paying you. So why would I be paying you for your service if you're not giving me those services? Or, yeah, you're getting injured somewhere else, right? So I can understand where these clubs are coming from. And um, there, there needs to be a mutual agreement between both of them because to, to that extent, I don't think it's fair. And I think that's where FIFA has failed, right? That's the job of FIFA because... You can't really find you can't find these Premier League teams unless the, the Premier League itself is the one doing the finding. FIFA can't come and say we are going to find Liverpool for not releasing, you know, Fabinho and Allison, for example. Because that's not the rule. The rule is if if you are called up as a player for your international team, you have to show up. Because and that affects your eligibility. The the one thing I think I forgot to even mention was Part of the reasons why Premier League teams didn't want their players to leave is because when they go for that international break and they come back into the country, depending on where you went, your quarantine time is longer or shorter. And that's where that red state thing comes into place. If these players had left to, say, Brazil, played the game and then came back, they would not have had enough time to quarantine for for them to be able to play this weekend's game. And that was part of the rationale. So I think this is where you kind of see the weakness in FIFA because FIFA, after this whole um, European Super League debacle, they've tried to position themselves along with UEFA in a, in a way where... They, I, I, I imagine that FIFA wants a piece of that European like Champions League type pie. And so eventually... They, I feel like that's one of the areas that they're angling to. And so they don't want to offend some of the bigger clubs as well. Because, again, if you're, if you're in a position of power leadership, like Francis talked about, you bring the Brazilian FA or any of those other FAs, you talk to the Premier League teams, and you say, listen, we need something here in the middle. Like, these guys wield enough power that they can go to the FA. I, I mean, again, people don't like hearing stuff like this. But the FA can go to the government and say, we need special dispensation for these players, right? And if we need to put them in surround wrap or whatever it is when they are away, we'll have a process for that. Maybe additional testing, maybe whatever it is, right? Like there are other ways that you can let these guys come back into the country and still quarantine and then come and play, you know, be able to play the game on time, right? So... You know, it's again, this is kind of the COVID world that we live in. It's, it's a bit of it's why Ronaldo left Portugal early so that he could come quarantine and still have time to train with the team so that he would be in a position to make his debut this weekend. No, those are all valid points. I'm just, well, I guess we'll find out soon enough because um, Premier League resumes this weekend. So, um, to, to move forward with that, if Fred doesn't start for us, because Fred seems to be our starter um, in that midfield alongside um, Pogba. Um, Scott is back in training, I read somewhere. Um, there's also... Yeah, he's back in training. I, well, I heard he's he's recovered from his injury and he's back in training. That's what I read. Uh, um, I think we was supposed to have surgery and he was supposed to be out. Oh, some of these guys, man. No, it was a very, it was a minor, it was a minor, it was a minor surgery, and he's, he's back. And I don't think it was anything kudos. invasive or anything like that. Yeah, kudos yeah. to Scott. But I mean, why doesn't Fred just step up and you know carry the cross for all the Brazilians? Just you know, 
They're giving everybody five days. You do five days each. For how many people? There are six guys. Five times six, 30. What's 30 days? You, you huh? really don't want him to play. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like I don't want him to play. I want him to be, to be in a position of leadership. Take, you know, take, take, be, be. He's probably the most senior player out of all of them too. So why don't you just carry the cross for them? Yeah, I could do. I could well, do without prayer for a month. Trust me. Oh no, no, no! I think I think we got that. But yeah. let's just assume Fred is gonna miss a couple. Well, this game this weekend. Um, who do you guys see filling up in that uh, midfield role? You know, like, <laughs> I know, I know. Again, I don't think Scott is gonna be ready. So for me, that leaves us with. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let that leaves us with Matic or Banda Big. And I really don't want to see Matic in that because he's just. Do you think it's or do you think it's and? I think it's and. Matic and. Hmm. Yeah, I think I... it's Matic and Van der Beek. But how is that going to work? So it's either someone has to get benched because Greenwood has been on form. Yeah, I think Sancho goes back to the bench. I think Pogba goes to the left side, and then I think Greenwood is on the right. Hmm. Sancho. Yeah, what, what you think, playing, you think... we're, playing, we're playing at home though. I, yeah, I think Sancho's going to play that game. Yeah. When we play at home, these teams... I mean, nowadays in Premier League, yeah, everybody wants to come out and play. But, you know, I think naturally they would want to sit back. And um, if we play two to start the game, I, I, I see us maybe playing Pogba and someone else in the midfield. And then we play three up front. Um, but by the way, before we continue this, we're playing Newcastle on Saturday, so at home, that's that's kind of the game we're kind of transitioning into, yeah. So, because I, uh, yeah, I don't well, I hope he doesn't bench Greenwood, but I kind of feel like Greenwood might be the scapegoat. Just I don't think knowing... so. I don't think Sancho showed anything in the last game. So, first of all, Dan James has been sold, so that's one change for sure that we have to account for because in the last, you know, game, that's true, yeah, you're right, you're right. We started with. I believe it was Dan James, Greenwood, and Sancho. Is that yeah? Marshall yeah, didn't that's start, correct. Right? No. I don't really anticipate Marshall is going to start this game. So, if nothing else, even if we want to keep Sancho, uh, Dan James is no longer in that position. So somebody is going to take his spot. Fred is also out of the team, presumably. So that's at least two positions that will need to get filled. The reason why I think Pogba will end up switching back to the left is if you think about it, playing a playing a team that has Van der Beek, Matic, and Pogba in its own way is probably a little bit more attacking than playing Pogba and filling the blank, right, in, in those positions. Because I think what Pogba gives you is that like left side outlet, outlet along with Bruno Fernandes. And I think you end up seeing them getting, that, getting the ball into the box as quickly as they can, right? And from different angles. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if we played a natural winger instead of Pogba on the left-hand side, you would have somebody who is maybe trying to get to the baseline so that they can, you know, then cut the ball into the box and, and try to cross it in. Instead, I, I think if you play Pogba there, he's going to have more influence from an advanced position, but not like all the way, not all the way where a winger would be. So he wouldn't be all, he wouldn't need to get to the byline, beat somebody, almost get into the box and then start looking for options. 
from that advanced position, kind of like we saw with Leeds, kind of in the game against Leeds, I feel like he will be acting on very quick decisions, getting the ball into the box, getting the ball to Fernandez. Because now, even if you only play those guys, you have Fernandez, you have Ronaldo, you have Greenwood. Those are three real threats. And so the, the reason why I think he might do that is Van der Beek and Matic allow him to get the ball into midfield and almost beat the press because that's where I think Van der Beek shines. He can, he can carry the ball out of midfield and then begin to assess his options in front of him. And if your options in front of you are Pogba, Greenwood, Fernandez, Ronaldo, I think you you have a, a a better chance of being able to control midfield while have your best players in advanced position to create chances. Francis, do you think it will ever work with Pogba in a two man mid? Because uh, I don't know. It depends on it depends on his partner. Um, if if we I think if we had like a Bisuma or a Neves to an extent, someone that um can do the hard work, but then can also hold the ball. Because most of the time, what happens is either we lose the ball in the midfield or even Pogba loses the ball and then we get countered. And positionally, Fred is nowhere to be found, right? But then if we had someone who is sensible enough to be, you know, sit in the middle, anticipate counters or nowhere to just put himself so he can, you know, break up plays. I think, yeah, Pogba, Pogba will be able to play in it too, Um considering the fact that we have a PC defender in, in Varane and then Maguire as well, I, I think we should be able to um, play Pogba. And it, I thought it would be my preferred position. But there are some games that I watch him playing in a two-man midfield and I'm like, for someone that, you know, that, that has so much quality, he should not be playing this deep. He should be playing way further up in the pitch where he's more dangerous. Yeah. Right? So, so if he's playing in a two and he has like a Bisuma or a Neves, someone that is a good tackler, but someone that is also a good recycler of the ball, then Pogba can afford to stay high up in the pitch. And then we will push our centre-backs a little bit more forward. So it's like a, a three-man you know, defence, n- n- not a, a two-man and a one-man, one right? And then yeah. Pogba can afford to be more dangerous, dangerous up front. What were you going to say, Larry? Yeah, I just thought about that image that you you put in the group, and obviously people don't know the image I'm talking about. But the one where against, I think it was um, Wolves, yeah, where we had like where you see Pogba about to give a pass, and you have like four people in attack and no midfield, and then everybody behind the line, and so that two-man midfield. I'm beginning to think that it's not just a factor of Pogba. And because we see him in that position for France, we keep questioning why he can't play that way for United. But I think it's actually a function of, of what he's being told to do in the two-man, like Francis said. is It's just a little bit too deep. Like, the position itself is really almost behind midfield. The midfield line is where it is, right? Like, the, the, the position is meant for two sitting midfielders, not for two people that are going to... Really, like if you see Fred sitting back there alone, somebody has made a mistake. Is the way that I I've started looking at those like two, that two put the the two position right because you have four people in attack and four people in attack is really more than enough to do whatever it is that you're trying to do from an attacking position, right? Doesn't mean that your midfielders are not engaged, but like you said, you know 
and you give this example, I think on the last part too, it's like if you if you lose the ball as Pogba in that high position, you are now in trouble. And no matter how good Fred is or he's not, except your county, it's really hard to be in a position where you are the first line of defense and maybe there are two other people running at you because a simple pass is going to take you out of the equation, right? So I think that's where it's... it's I don't want to say it's, it's not unfair to Fred because he has his own deficiencies, but I, I just begin to look at it and think the reason why we can't get the best out of Pogba in this position might actually have more to do with what he's being asked to do versus is he capable? I think it, when he plays and we watch him and think, oh, he's not having the type of impact that you want, it's because he's being asked to actually stay that deep and play from there. Yeah, and I think that's why I asked that question because it always seems like every time he plays in a, in a two-man mid for us, like he's, he's, he's not really in the game as much as he would be when he plays the left wing, right? And that's why I'm like, is he... Is he, is he the way we play is it the coaching instructions or is it just that like we don't have the personnel to like actually utilize like Pogba's best abilities which is like trying to create stuff for us going forward when he's playing a two-man midfield so regardless of whatever the issue is this is the team that we're stuck with at least until January I don't which I don't even still see us buying a, a DM in January because we've talked um, there's this we've been linked to Rice uh, for next season, wasn't that what the headline said? Uh, United is targeting Rice next season. Uh-huh. And when I saw yeah. that, I was like, okay, so why did why couldn't we just uh, <laughs> do that this season? If nah, we know- I don't even believe that. I think it's again, United has become very, very good at funneling out information, and and so they understand that most people wanted a midfielder. They understand that. They, they did some good business in this transfer window. So I think they just sent out that information to let you know that, hey, we're still... you know, How many players are we always reviewing? Like, is, this person is on our list, on our list. Who isn't on our list, right? So I, I don't think we, we'll sign Rice, if I'm being honest. Apart from the fact that I don't think he's good enough for the price that they will call. I think he's good enough to play for United. I don't think he's good enough for the price they will call. West Ham is going to call at least $80 million, in my opinion. I just think there are better options, right? And by the time we lose Pogba next season and we lose Lingard, maybe, we're going to be in a position where we have to spend money on maybe two midfielders, right? So I don't know if an 80 million rice is going to be the guy. Let's see how the season plays out. I think he has more hype than he did last season. And so people are going to be paying more attention to him and the way that he's playing. Personally, I I feel like you get a Neves, you get maybe that guy from Monaco whose name is tough to pronounce, the French guy. Um, Tuchameni. Yeah. I think you could get people like that. And, and, you know, even um, today we got linked with Tillemans from Leicester, another potential 80 million um, you know, price tag there. Yeah, so, but he's not. Tillemans doesn't really play that position. Is he not indeed that plays that position for them? Yeah, but this is anticipating that we're going to lose Pogba. I think. Oh, right? I see what you mean. Yeah. So I, I again, I think we're going to end up buying at least two midfielders come next summer, not just the one. So there will be some investment there. I just wonder if it will be eighty million for one of the two 
players that we're going to buy, you know. Speaking of um, Jesse Lingard, um, it's been in the news that he's um, turned down like contract extension talks because he wants to be guaranteed either playing time or he wants to know exactly how he's going to be using the team. Um, I still think we should have just sold him to West Ham this summer. But like Francis, what are, what are your thoughts on, on that? Oh, what, what are my thoughts on what, sir? On Jesse Lingard um, declining like contract extension. <laughs> because he wants to, he wants to know like how he's and I and I understand where he's coming from because he's went he's gone to West Ham last season alone. He's tasted like what it feels like to be playing regularly after a while, right? Mm-hmm. And he's coming back, and now he's like, okay, what are you guys? <laughs> it, it, I think what, yeah, Link, what are your plans for uh, His uh, his his team, they're just they're doing their job now. Um, he's running <laughs> out of contracts. It's going to be his um, it's going to be his last big contract, I would say for whoever he signs for. So if he had gone to West Ham this season, he would most likely sign a four-year contract, a four-year deal. And how old is he? 28, 29? Right? 28. Yeah, once that's up, he takes him to 32, right? So I I can see him running this one out and actually leaving to West Ham on, you know, on a free. And then he gets like a sign-on bonus and whatnot. Um, Because deep down, Lingard knows he's not going to start for United. Although he loves United as a club and whatnot, I am sure um, right, if, if United were not selling Lingard to West Ham, this transfer window for what West Ham was quoting, then Lingard would accept that, you know what, I'm going to, I can stay in this club for one year and then I'll, just, I'll get the money if you guys want to be, be like that. And I'll, I'll probably do the same too if I have you know one year left on my contract. So I expect United to lose... Oh, I, I think United might lose two players, um, Lingard and, and uh, Pogba on the free this, uh, this coming week. Why window. does he always just seems to happen to us? Like It, it seems like we're, we're the only ones who just manage his contracts every time. We let it run down to the last <laughs> to the last um, year or to the last year with the player option and then we trigger the additional player option. Yeah, like Is it that we, we just love to do things this way? Because I don't know why. It just seems like every contract on that team just seems to run down to the last, to the last year. Well, I don't know if that's the issue, I think the issue is the players that we let run down their contract. So if we look at Lingard now, most people would say, just take the money. Take the 25 million, take the 20 million, whatever it is, because you start to lose him for nothing. The it's- problem, I think, is that unlike you guys, I actually believe that Lingard is going to sign a new contract with United. But I feel like he's going to wait till his leverage is at its peak to do that. If he doesn't do it, it's not because United isn't going to offer him a new contract. They will offer him a new contract and they will probably offer him a new contract on terms that are similar to what he would get out on the free market. And by doing that, they will keep, in quotes, his value. I'm beginning to think that United, there's something about the reporting side that means that they actually prefer to have these players on the books for whatever reason, maybe it's for amortization, maybe it's for accounting, instead of selling these players. Because it doesn't make sense that so many of these players keep getting contracts when you understand that like, it's really hard to sell these players once you get the contract, right? Like 
we look at someone like Axel or we look at someone like Brandon or we look at someone like Lingard. I'm even just picking players that, okay, we're not 100% sure about yet. This is not to call the people like Romero that were on the bench or Rojo or Phil Jones. Like, some of these people, we don't want them to give them new contracts when they give them new contracts, right? And so the problem is not just selling people or letting people wind down their contracts. It's also getting people that we signed off the books, right? So if right now, if Lingard signed a new contract for five years, we would be having a different version of this exact same conversation, saying, why do United do this all the time, right? And I anticipate we'll still have that conversation. So I just think on their own end, they are getting something that might not be obvious to us because there are too many of these situations where people that are on the fringes, the actual fringes of the team keep getting renewed and at like frivolous, you know, um, numbers. Like Henderson is the third highest goalie paid. Okay, now Alisson has signed a new contract, so maybe he's no longer, but Henderson was like the third or the fourth highest goalie in the Premier League last season, like wages. Why? There are six top Premier League sites we have number one and number four when we only need one goalie, really. Like, so again, it just, I, I just think those some of those decisions, there's something there that we're not privy to. Maybe it's like you can list the player, the player's value even higher when they have a full contract. And you can say, you know, Lingard is worth 80 million and you can report on that. And, and maybe that's enough because just looking at it, it doesn't make sense. Well, with, I, I wish um, Jesse good luck. I just, my thing is like, I know he's not going to play enough games this season to, to satisfy. Two um, goals and one assist for England, though. <laughs> now let's uh, move on to the game on Saturday. Um, United is home against Newcastle United. Um, has Newcastle, has it, have they won any game this season? I don't think so. I think they have. Yeah, I think I think they have as well. I feel like Callum Wilson and San Maximan have been. Ooh, uh, San Maxim Gucci. Some good things. Yo, yeah. man, that Gucci, that Gucci guy is on fire, man. <laughs> Gucci. I think, yeah. I think he has had the most this season. Like that guy dribbles like he's dancing. <laughs> yeah, he's that he's true. actually been pretty influential for them. It's I yeah, think he has the so, most chances created in the Premier League or something like that. So, man, Wambisaka must be having like nightmares, man, back to back. I was gonna like, say, finished, yeah, last last finished week. playing Traore, now he's going to <laughs> Maxim. <laughs> nah, I think I think Wambisaka will handle San Maxim. <laughs> Yo, yeah. man, I, I don't know. Wambisaka can handle people that that can what's it called that 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 can run. Right, nah, I feel like it's skillful people that he the problem he had with Triori and is the problem everybody will have is just that size speed is tough. It's tough because when that guy is in full flow, Sir Maximan is more of a dribbler. I'm not saying he can't run, but I don't feel like he's going to run past uh, he he's going to do a move and then run past you, not just like push the ball Who's and Max Sir Maxima. Yeah. Oh, that guy, he's beating you on the spot. <laughs> that's, that's <how> he <laughs> like, he's the leg over, snake bites. 
you draw as if he's slowing down there and push the ball. So you have to be awake to play him. But Wambi Saka is good, though. So, I mean, did I just say he's good? Psych. He, he, he's a, <laughs> he's I think great. He's great. He's great. He's great. No, Wambi Saka came up playing against Zaha, though. I don't feel like Samaxima yeah, but... doing many things Zaha. Zaha oh, I don't know. no, no, no. Samaxima is more skillful than Zaha, though. Eh? Uh, Yes, he is. So, like, of course. I mean, what's... <laughs> in the three games this season, you guys have not seen the house career. Larry, Larry, Larry okay. you have Wait, hold on, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You have Zaha. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Zaha. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, Larry, I don't. Larry has been talking well, about Zaha in the FPL. I so don't maybe... have Zaha on my FPL. So let's, let's <laughs> first of all, like, Oh, stop I, with the you, fake news. Let's stop with tell, the fake news. Tell, are you telling the other contestants the subs that you've made already? Because the last game with you, <laughs> what subs? What are you talking about? Go and check my go and check my team right now. I'm gonna check my team. Yeah, but, but right anyway, now we can't we can't see we can't see what the that's, team is I guess that's not the. Do you so Francis? Do you think Sir Maximan is better than Zaha, or are you just saying he's a, he's more skillful? He's more skillful than Zaha. So is he better than Zaha? No, 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 you no, asked no. me a We're question. About he more skillful. <laughs> okay, okay, no, okay. So if he's not better than Zaha, what, in what ways, I guess, when I think of Zaha, I think of skill, I think of pace. What is San Maximan? Like, yeah, I just, I, I can't really there, see. There, there, are different, there are different things to being a better player. There's more of under, being a team player, understanding um, positioning, passing, So Zaha is shooting. a better team player, I, is that what you're saying? I think, I think overall, Zaha is a better player than him. But Sem, I think Sem Maxima looks like he has a higher ceiling. You know? Like, if this guy keeps playing the way he's playing in the next year or two, like, yo, that guy, that guy, that guy will go places. I'm I, actually I very, very shocked because if there's one person mm-hmm. that I didn't anticipate would be on the side of Sam Maximan after we had that, like, 10-minute conversation about Triori on the last pod is not is 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 definitely not you. Because for me, you can make the exact same argument <laughs> you make for Triori for San Maximan. Like the output is not really there. Like skill what? without output, skill like what? decision making is slow. So yeah, what? man. You guys talk about upside. Can you imagine? <laughs> Up, I talked talk about offside. Upside, he's upside, upside, upside. in oh, the next oh, 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 two oh. few years if he keeps this up. Oh yeah, he's ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Oh, it's oh ceiling, sorry. Upper bound limit. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, go. On. The, the 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 best the, the your best tool in this world is YouTube, man. Go and watch him on YouTube. This guy is doing peckers <laughs> like he's killing man. On, on well, we're run. playing this weekend now. We'll see, right? Yo, once Gucci has that bandana on, uh, I'll be headbanged. You know what? Yeah, like, I thought they banned him for when I thought they banned him for when the Gucci headband last season. Boy, I mean, he they can't ban someone from when headband now. No, I think that I think they banned him from when that like because it was like uh what's the word? Oh, like I a see, brand, like, like a brand, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah, it's like a brand name, a brand like you know they they're not paying Premier League for that. Mm. <laughs> Nah, I think, makes yeah, sense. I makes remember, sense. like, he got, he got banned from because he used to wear that Gucci like early last season, and then mm-hmm. I, 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 <laughs> and I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, uh, but anyways, you know, maybe maybe he's maybe he's changed since the last time I saw him. I've seen like I haven't watched any of the Newcastle games 
front to back. I think there was a Newcastle West Ham game that Francis picked. Yes. As the most exciting game that he watched, maybe it was the first weekend. That of the was, week. um, yeah, first so, weekend, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe he had still high off life based on that performance. I haven't seen it, but we'll see him this weekend. I don't anticipate that some maximum is going to do anything against uh, uh, AWB. That, like, I'll put that one out there right now. In fact, you know, it's not time. Let's, let, let the season get going. Yeah. <laughs> you always, why do you always have to just escalate to the fact? <laughs> you, can't just, you can't just say something. It has to be outrageous. <laughs> uh, but you see, I pulled back there, you know, inside. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked that you actually held yourself back. <laughs> In fact. <laughs> Anyways, uh, besides um, Gucci, um, I think they also have what was the one that Arsenal boy that they bought? Joe Willock. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know anything since they bought him. I don't know, man. That guy. <laughs> that guy is kind of hard to mark. Like I don't know what he does, and it's just that kind of guy that you don't really know what he does, so you don't know how to mark him, and then he just scores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I'll be surprised if that guy scores a goal. Like you just well, you're really he's... worried about this Newcastle team, eh? Like, no, 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 no. That's all. I'm how am I worried about them? I'm talking about I mean, their strengths, though. He talked about Joe Willock. He talked about some Maximan. He talked about AWB having a tough time. Are we? Are we? Are we not playing in Old Trafford? Oh, guess who um, I didn't talk about? You know the one of the brothers that we wanted to sign for twenty five million. Long stuff. Look. Didn't they ship him on loan somewhere? The guy that scored a cracker against us. Who oh, of these guys there? It's against us that they will show themselves. Oh. And they just like fall off Perno, the map. Perno and Gattuso, that's who we are going to see on that day. Long staff. <laughs> oh, like those guys will be trying screamers from outside. And, and the gear, this is where the gear messes up the most. You know, when he sees, he sees a United side, someone that United wanted to sign a few years ago. You start opening opening leg like an asheo. They will shoot from outside <laughs> outside the box. He won't know how to dive. Man, you guys just watch. Just the views expressed by our co-host do not reflect <laughs> the views of the podcast. <laughs> Yo, oh my guys. Yo, disclaimer right there and there. <laughs> um Anyways, I think we've talked enough about Newcastle. Um, Francis, how do you... Like, who do you see starting for us? We've talked about the guys who are missing, who are likely to miss the game. What's what's your starting lineup looking like for oh, Saturday? It's tough, man. It's really tough. Like, I feel like the amount of attackers we have is even more than the starting level. But... Um, <laughs> Actually, we have, like, a, we have a backup for every um, position. There was this... Um, somebody that put everything together. I was like, oh... That's interesting. Yeah, it look we like have back up for attackers or something, right? For would I be back up for social? I don't think we did. Right? Yeah, we do. So, we so, as as he's making subs, they should be making subs for him too. <laughs> Um, how do I see uh, us start, the starting starting lineup? Um, I think the guys in goal. Henderson is really pushing. He's he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I'm so happy Henderson <laughs> is back. <laughs> you know, so the guy can take his place on the bench as number one. 
So the gang go Wambisaka, um, Raphael Varane, uh, Harry Maguire, and Luke Shaw in defense. In midfield, um, I think Van der Beek starts this Whoa. game. Your boy. I think Van der Beek starts this game with. No, sorry, I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> I, I think Matic. Matic starts this game with Pogba in, in midfield uh, and Bruno Fernandes, all three of them. And then up top, up top. Because when it's up. Is Sancho, Money Mace, and drum rolls for the last person. Masha. I think Cavani. I think Cavani starts. I think I think Cavani. I think Cavani starts. So I put Cavani my starts on Yeah, I think I have a similar lineup. You know, one person we didn't talk about when we were talking about midfield players. If Fred is suspended, what's his name again? Lindelof. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I sent a, I sent a DM. The other yeah, day. that's the, like, yeah, that's what I thought about. I'm like, we never actually brought brought up Lindelof's name. Like, let's let's actually deep it though. When it comes to passing, it's better than than um, Fred. When it comes to marking, I think he's better than Fred. Height, he's taller than Fred. So, uh-huh. like, what? Yeah, yeah but you like... really talked yourself into this line of <laughs> reasoning. <laughs> Fred, the, only, the only thing I would say is, well, to be fair, we're not playing. Um, Adam Traore like every weekend because I'll still see like he's still a little bit fragile for for, for do you think, war. Do you think it. do you think Fred is faster than Lindelof? No chance. No chance. <laughs> what? Okay. Fred is like, I think, what do you Fred, think? Fred probably. See, I, I don't. Fred I don't is like, let, like let me let me let me land first though. Fred okay, is like okay. five two at best. Five two. So hey. when Fred is running, <laughs> trust me. When Fred is running, like he's not really gathering ground. Like Fred was ro- chasing that guy, um, that guy that was playing right for for Wolves in the last game, Trincao, and Trincao runs like like uh, Kai Havertz, and Fred couldn't even catch him. So I I think Lindelof, man, we should just try him, try him in one game. What's the worst that's going to happen? I don't think he's. I don't think he's <laughs> <downgrade. laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you what's the worst that's going to happen. It's social. So she mm-hmm. hasn't even tried uh, uh, Van der Beek. He's not leaning off nothing to try in there. Damn. No, again, I know I know what Sosha is going to do, but my point now is I'm trying to convince you guys. I, how do they say it in debate in Nigeria? I'm here to convince you and not to confuse you that Lindelof <laughs> is better than Fred. And here are All the right. reasons why. Yeah. So now go like three minutes before and then you can you can see the reasons why I think Lindelof is better than him. Because, like, Fred. Ha! Oh, my dear. <laughs> One thing I would argue, agree with your argument is, like, what do we have to lose? Like, I, we all agree that Fred is not the... <laughs> well, maybe Brazilian Fred, not the Fred that came back to United. is <laughs> not the man for that midfield. And the only two options is Van der Beek, which I think we will try this weekend. And then we see how that goes. And then Lindelof. Because how many games will Lindelof play for? It's not that uh, Varane is here. 
Yeah, I think I think it's going to be tough for him to get game time. Yeah, but I, so... I I also think that's why we're we're thinking about it this way. Is I feel like it's it's more a mark of respect for Lindelof, where we think okay, he's he's actually shown himself to be pretty decent. Why waste him on the bench? Why not see if he can play this position? I I wonder though, because I think our problem is not just the defensive part of it. I really think it's about whoever that anchor is that person having the ability to then create or like to, you know, uh, what's the word? Like almost repurposable, like you get the ball and you put it into cycle. You you get other players the ball that can do something dangerous with it. That's part of the problem that Fred faces. Fred defensively is not actually the worst. Like he gets around. I know it's not an, a, a popular opinion, but Fred actually gets around. Like Fred covers a lot of ground. Now, you can make an argument about, is he doing enough? But especially in that two-man made, if you see the, the, when we play against the bigger team and it's just like Fred and Scott, I feel like they have they, they play a big role in why we end up winning a lot of those games. It's just in the games where we don't need two, uh, uh, like two city midfielders, you begin to notice that some of the other things that he needs to do, get the ball out, cope with the pressure, he's not really great at. And I don't think Lindelof is that much better at him than him at those things, right? Like, I don't see Lindelof getting the ball in midfield, putting his head up and trying to figure out, okay, this is the pass I need to make. I think he can do a job of maybe destroying, you know, other the other team's possession. So I don't know. I don't know if he solves it. I, I would like to see it. I don't know if I would want to see it in this Newcastle game. I guess. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Actually, I agree with all, almost everything you said. Um, I I think I would like to see it as well. I don't think it's the answer. Um, you brought a good point about the passing and whatnot. Although I think to be fair, Lindelof, um, he has more time on the ball nice... to actually pick yeah. a pass from defense. Right, he's not really yeah. like being rushed as opposed to Fred, who you know. Fred, that one is just that one is just mad. <laughs> but, I, I but, saw like an interview last season. I think maybe I'm misremembering this, where Troy Deeney was talking about how they play United, and he actually talked about the fact that part of their game plan for Watford, I don't remember because I don't think they were in the Premier League last season, but I think it was like Talk Sports or something. He was talking, and he said the game plan was pressure Fred. Like, funnel the ball to Fred, funnel the ball to Harry Maguire. That mm. was their plan. Was funnel, If you can get... No, you know what? Again, it's not something that I can... I, maybe I'll put it in the group if I can find it. Okay. But he said, he said... He talked about... It was either the same pod or a different pod where he talks about how they play Arsenal as well. Right? No, I think that... I, I remember that pod that you talked about them playing Arsenal. And yes, he pod, talked he, about... He he didn't talk bad about any United player. Like, he said something about... Like, he was comparing Arsenal defenders to United defenders. And he said, Bailly, he is always scared to play Bailly. But, like, Arsenal guys, like, they are snacks. Like, he wants so maybe it wasn't that, maybe it wasn't yeah. that, part, but it was that same type of podcast. Like, mm. it was like, I think it was Talk Sport. And he said they just tried to funnel the ball to Fred. And when you watch the teams, that's the problem that we have. It's not a mistake that Fred is the one that ends up with the ball in those positions where you begin to notice that, you it's hard for this guy to get the ball out quickly. 
it's hard for him to put his head up because they're not doing that to Pogba. I mean, Pogba has a different pro- problem where he will hold on to the ball a little too long. So that's that's where I think you know. I don't know if Anyways. enough would I think Fred, whenever you play against Fred, we certainly did it, is you let him get it because he has to take three or four touches. He doesn't know how to do one and two touch. Like anyone who watches his game, he gets it facing the wrong way, turns, turns, chops, chops, and he'll give you the ball like three or four oh, times a game. Oh, Fred's not listening. <laughs> Blue, no. Blueprint. That's but it's, it's the truth. If, you, if anyone who studies football, you'll know that. Yeah. And you know what teams, go, when they're sitting in and they're waiting, you go and that one person is the, is the trigger yeah. and you're waiting for it to go and then you bounce off him. McTominay's learning. I think he's got a great future. As I said, I thought he played really well yesterday. I don't think he's the holding midfielder, though. No. I don't think he's that one, as you say, that sits. Just sits there. And that's yeah. what you're asking him to do. Yeah, the, the Makaleli role, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. Kante, like he does for France. Yeah. Look yeah. at the way Pogba plays for France mm. when he's got Kante next to him. That's why it was interesting when you said that Pogba gets better when he plays in better teams or with mm. better players around him. And that was one of the things about the World Cup. Oh, when he won the World Cup. Wow. He had Kante alongside him. We can we can have we can have the fans like tell us what they think as well. I think this might be like a good poll for us to put on Twitter to see if would you like to tr- um, see Fred, not Fred, Lindelof in um, in DM yes or no, and we'll see what the percentages are for maybe for for the next podcast. Okay, Anyways, okay. back actually, back yeah, to I can, my I can do a, I can do a poll and say between Fred Lindelof, Matic, and Van Scott. Dijk. Uh, Scott McTominay, of, no. Scott McTominay or Van der Beek, who would you start in DM position? And let's see what happens. I, I well, I kind of feel like that one will Lindorf will definitely be probably close to last in that one. I guess the idea is just to see: do we really want to see Lindorf in, in in DM? We already know like Van der Beek, Scott, Fred; those guys are already playing midfield um, for us, right? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get what um, you yeah, mean. Yeah, I, I get agree. what you mean, but I'm also trying to see if there are people out there in the world thinking <laughs> like me, you know? <laughs> All right, no, 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 makes sense. <laughs> uh, my lineup, Dagia, Wambisaka, Voran, Maguire, Shaw. Hmm. I'll go Van der Beek. I'll go Van der Beek and Matic, actually. I'll go Pogba left. Hmm. I'm going to have to leave somebody out then. You know what? I'll go Van der Beek and I'll go Pogba. I'll go Bruno and I'll go Sancho, Money Mace and I don't think Ronaldo will start this game. I think he'll come off the bench and Cavani up top. El Maestro. So it's your turn. Who's in your Sorry? who's in your midfield? Pogba, Bruno, and uh, who's the last person? Vanda Big. Vanda, nice. I actually yeah. like that lineup. If he works out well, it looks very cool. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever played Pogba and Vanda Big together in a midfield. Well, um, it's Pogba, Vanda Big, and Bruno. So it would be a first. And I, I, I also like that lineup. I also like that lineup. I, mm-hmm. I don't think the answer to. I feel like we've never tried that. We always talk about having a destroyer, a destroyer, a destroyer. But maybe our problem, maybe part of what we need is actually people that can play through the lines, even if there's no one destroyer in the team. Anyway, my own lineup is going to be um, DGG in goal, 
Shaw left back, Wambasaka right back, Varane, Maguire. I think we should pay attention to Maguire in this game. I, Why? What I, I don't want to like harp on Maguire because he's come a long way. Maguire has looked <laughs> a little bit shaky. He, for me, he's looked a little bit shaky, but it's not. It's not led to any like. It's not shown itself in like big errors, but the way that he ended last season before he got injured is not really the way he's played this season to me anyway. So I want to watch him in this game. Um, midfield, Matic and Van der Beek attack. Pogba on the left, Bruno Fernandez in ten, Money Miss seven. <laughs> CR7. I, 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 I was back. gonna say, are you just are you are you showing up? I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah, unlike you guys, I think Ronaldo starts in this game. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I can see the logic behind bringing him off the bench, but I just think the moment is big. It's an ultra forward. It's against Newcastle. They're not really a threat. Like when I say they're not really a threat, they're not like one of these teams like. You know that we struggle mightily against at Old Trafford anyway, so I think it's it's an opportunity to. I don't think he will play the whole game, but I think he starts the game and then somebody else comes off the bench for him. It's our okay. Um, let's go to our score predictions. Newcastle, Newcastle. Hmm. Let me start. I'm gonna go two, one United. Um, you know what? Let's make it a fairy tale stats stats in. So Ronaldo comes off the bench and scores for us. Um Money Mace continues his um very hot streak and scores. For them, I think I'll just go with Will Sin their striker to score for them. Um Francis, what about you? Uh a three one for me. Um I, th- I yeah, I think Bruno Fernandez, Ronaldo and uh Money makes to continue his hot streak, and for them, <laughs> my... for them, for it's them, yeah. uh, Mr. Wilson. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <El> maestro. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the pod, rolling loud, go big, go home. And as Francis already alluded to, it ain't pink. It's mauve. <laughs> <laughs> Having said all of that, I'm going to go with five nil. Whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> I think I think like you guys said, it's going to be quite a glorious afternoon. You know, it will be a glorious afternoon. I think there'll be fun, there'll be friendship, there'll be joy, there'll be laughter. Um, if I had to give both, I feel correct. like you're holding like a pendulum swing as you're talking. <laughs> I'm hoping all the fans get hypnotized. What are you talking about? I'm worth five, and I don't actually. The five, honestly, is is kind of me, like you know, holding back, holding back. <laughs> this is you uh-huh. holding back, <laughs> holding back. Uh, I'm gonna go two goals for Ronaldo. I'm going to go uh, go for Money Mace. I'm gonna go go for Sancho. And let's just say Van der Beek to top it all off, you know, like the cherry on the Sunday. I can promise you, Van der Beek. <laughs> number one is not starting. Number two is not playing. Number three is not scoring. So, anyways, good, good, uh, interest, interesting pick, though. 
before we wrap this up, there's one more question I have for you guys. Who do you think t- takes over Penn now that Ronaldo is here? I think it's still Bruno. Ooh, Francis. I uh, I think I think it's uh, Ronaldo. I think it's Ronaldo. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Ronaldo is getting his way regardless. Like <laughs> he already got a number seven shirts. He's gonna take pens. <laughs> Ronaldo is not gonna be watching Bruno take pens. <laughs> yeah, not- I I don't even free kick, like I I don't remember what the UV situation for free kicks were last season. But I don't know if Ronaldo was the one taking free kicks. I know free kicks for sure. He's not going to take. Like that's his 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 batting average for free kicks. I don't remember last time I saw a Ronaldo free kick, so I just like going. So I just imagine that he stopped taking free kicks for club and country. So penalties, I think obviously because he and Bruno are from the same country, there's a seniority that exists in Portugal. Maybe Ronaldo can use that. But I just think Bruno doesn't really miss. Like, why would you change? I don't know. I think Bruno has missed one penalty that I remember. I don't know if you guys remember. And I think he scored it too. Because he had, they had to retake the penalty. Like, um, I can't remember how we seen, but his legs, he was off the line, and they had to retake it, and it, and it scored it. And or he yeah, talked about so, the one that he actually missed, missed. Yeah, I think there was one that he missed, missed. Um, but I only remember one penalty. I guess is what I'm saying that he's missed, and he's taking a lot. So I just don't really see why you would make the change. Like your your chances of getting a goal are not higher because it's Ronaldo. And Bruno is probably the only person that you can say that about because Ronaldo doesn't really miss. I know he missed one in, in international last week, but Ronaldo doesn't miss either. So I just, I don't know. I think they, they'll figure that out, but I anticipate that Bruno is going to stay on penalty duty. I think one of the reasons why I also brought that up is that I don't see Sosha saying no to Ronaldo. I don't know. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't see Sosha having the boss to say Ronaldo, no, you're not gonna take you know I'm gonna try trying to say. But yeah. we we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um this is the end of our podcast. Um or is there anything else anyone wants to get off their chest? We've been away for ten days. My chest is empty, my G. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, thank you for listening, um, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a follow on socials at what we're to do on Twitter and Instagram. Also, rate and review us five stars only. Anything less, we don't want to hear about it. Thank you. <laughs>